Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Joe from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. You are listening to the Captaincy video. If you'd like to check out the video, it is posted every Tuesday over on YouTube. Just search for Fantasy Football Scout. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the latest captaincy video and podcast of the 2022-23 season. We are back after the international break, looking forward to game week nine. Uh, my name is Joe and joining me to pick the best captaincy candidates for this week, game week nine, is Tom. Tom Freeman, World Fantasy Football Scouts Deputy Editor. Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Joe. Um, just back from a few days away in Italy, um, which was great. Yeah. But um, yeah, back now and kind of getting into that FPL mode again after what feels like quite a while, doesn't it, since the last game week? It does as well, because it's not just the fact that um, we're, we're back after an international break, but we're back after a blank fixture. And then there was a complete blank fixture um, following following the death of the Queen, so we have. I mean, this this we've got a normal game week, but of course, after the international break, um, no game weeks um, are ever normal, really, because you've got international injuries um, and also teams come back in sort of strange form as well. So you can get some su- surprise results. Um, just before we move on and have a look at, well, we're going to look at the fixtures. We're going to look at the teams to target in terms of the worst defenses. Um, a little comparison about some of the players that uh, we're considering and then we'll reveal our top three picks um and as ever please do uh, subscribe and press like uh for the uh, fantasy football um scout youtube channel and uh, uh and all the content that we have on there so that'll keep you up to date for there um welcome everyone um who is joining us in the live chat um we've got fpl gaza uh we've got uh iea 96 uh, G-Wiz um, and uh, uh, Eero um, exploring and, and many more. Thanks thanks so much for joining us um, and we hope we will help with your um, captaincy decisions. So let's have a look at these fixtures. Okay, so I've got, I've got a big thumbs up from uh, Brendan Rogers, um, who is... Um, surprisingly got his thumbs up considering Leicester has formed this season but attacking wise they're not too bad and they are against Nottingham Forest so they're top of the top of the fixture tree here so um what do you think I mean does this this indicate that we could possibly put the armband on a Leicester asset I think it's the obvious fixture isn't it Joe I think when you're looking at that Forrester bottom in so many of the kind of the key defensive Mm. metrics um 
I mean, so are Leicester. So we could have quite an open open game there on Monday night and, and, and see a few goals. But yeah, that's certainly the fixture which um, jumps jumps out from mm. from looking at them. Um, beyond that, I mean, you can see just underneath uh, there, there's Brentford, isn't there? Yeah. I think I actually think that's quite a nice fixture to target too. But Bournemouth have improved under O'Neill. Yeah. I think they drew with Newcastle last time out mm. and they beat Forest, but I still look at them and think they can be got at defensively. Mm. Okay. Um so yeah, I quite like that fixture too. Okay, so um we have Liverpool back. Now Liverpool oh, it feels like an age since Liverpool have actually played. Um they've got some of their midfield troops back and they're playing Brighton and Brighton um conveniently for Liverpool um are um, with a new manager, so that that manager is known for um, attacking play, um, but he does has shipped a few goals in Italy as well. So um, that could be good news. I saw I saw Saturday Salah had um, scored in eight out of ten appearances. Do you know where I got that stat from? I think it was from you. <laughs> is that oh, was it? Okay, yeah. Or, <laughs> quite, or, or quite, rather, quite one possibly. of the fancy football scout editorial team. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a decent record, and and I think it is a big fixture you look at this week, and you think you could target it just because mm. it's a bit of an unknown under Desarby, isn't it? Like you just said there, Joe. Mm. He, he likes an attacking brand of football. Um, he likes a lot of control, mm. and he's and he's generally opted for a back four. Um, he has used a back three or a back five previously, but generally goes for a back four. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Does he come in and try and implement new ideas um, immediately at Anfield, or does he kind of continue in the way that Potter was playing with like a three-four-two-one, yeah. which let's be let's be honest, have been working really, really yeah. well. So um, it's it, yeah, it's it's a hard match to call this just because we yeah. don't know how Brighton are going to approach it. Now, on the um, Scoutcast tonight, we're going to talk much more about a bit, a bit about Brighton, but but also about Chelsea as well and how Potter's there because we saw some signs last week um, that he is recreating Brighton uh, yes. in Chelsea, so, which is great. So uh, we've got um, Sterling taking the Trossard role of wing-back and coincidentally the furthest forward. So that's a bit of yeah. Potter magic. Um, Reese James, obviously, is <laughs> the new Solly March. We all, we all know his skills there. Um, and so it's looking looking a bit like that, but we'll talk about that in a bit more detail. Um, yeah. Because, of course, um, Chelsea against Crystal Palace is a hard one to call, so I'm not sure people would be going there. But Raheem Sterling could be an outside shot for the captaincy, perhaps. Yeah, I think Palace show up in a lot of the quite quite low down in a lot of the metrics this year, but they have had a really difficult start to the season. We mm. we only have to go back last year to know how good they were at Selhurst Park. So I think that's I'm quite and, and still Chelsea a bit like Brighton. Mm. Yes, we've seen one game, but we're still not quite sure. Potter likes to tinker. It wouldn't be a huge surprise yeah. if he set up differently yeah. against Palace. So uh, and Sterling will probably be on the opposite well, on the opposite could, side. Could be goal, forward to be or something. <laughs> well, he could be anywhere, couldn't he? he could be a centre back. So uh, yeah, with that one, I'm not kind of looking at that fixture for captaincy, mm. but I don't mind. I don't mind Sterling as a punt. I mean, there's a lot of wild cards being yeah. thrown around now, isn't mm. there? And I don't mind it. It's very hard to fit in. And right. and the, the fixture we we have left to last because we're, we're sort of billing this as alternatives to Haaland. We all know that Erling Haaland is a great captaincy shout, but there are alternatives. And like with last week, uh, last game week, uh, other players did score more than him as well. Yeah. So 
um, there's definitely advantage to going against the masses, but nevertheless, uh, there's also fear. Um, but Manchester City uh, take on Manchester United, considering that considered the toughest game for Manchester United, not so tough for Manchester City. Um, and I, I saw today there was um, it was an old, uh, fairly well oldish. Uh, interview with Haaland about when he joined Manchester City, which is the team that he's most looking forward yeah. to play him. And he not only said it was Manchester United, but he also said he could barely say the words such as his <laughs> um, hinting that such as his contempt for them, obviously with his um, his dad's uh, track record of playing for Leeds and of course yeah. City as well. So they're traditionally the enemy. So that, that, that raises that fixture up for me for Haaland. Do you, you get that sense as yeah. well? Absolutely, yeah, he's going to be up for this one, isn't he? Yeah. And um, that's a, kind of a scary thought, isn't it, when we consider how he's been playing so far. Yeah. Um, United, we'll, we'll touch on it when we look at the defences. United have improved as a defence. Yeah. Have they improved enough to shut City out? I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but, um, but they're definitely moving in the right direction. This podcast is sponsored by Paramount Plus, where Champions League soccer is back. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration starts on September the 6th with the biggest stars and top teams across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through to the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against the likes of Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and more. Don't miss a single second with Paramount Plus starting from September the 6th. Well, let's have a look at those defences then. Um, so this is what I've done for the last four matches, because up until now, we've been sort of doing all matches. But I think we're at the stage now where we can look at sort of recent um, look, look sure. at some recent um, uh, uh, um, fixtures. But also, um, you know, obviously that comes with the obvious caveat. So if you played Manchester City, chances are that's going to skew your stats a bit. But nevertheless, we are we've got the most recent ones. So Bournemouth, uh, worst defence. Um, so what you were saying about Brentford, perhaps. So Tony couldn't get on the pitch for England, um, but could be an outside bet, really, for the for the Caps. That's what these fixtures perhaps indicate. Um, uh, Nottingham Forest, they're one of the worst uh, expected goals conceded of 7.43. Uh, Bournemouth expected goals conceded of 8.65 and they conceded 12. But Nottingham Forest, 7.43. And they've actually conceded 14. No clean sheets last four um, yeah. So that is great news if you want to consider perhaps James Madison for Leicester. Um, and then yeah. further down, what you were saying about Manchester United, um, they've only conceded a couple of goals, but the expected goals conceded is getting on for nearly five. It's 4.85. So that indicates mm. they could have shipped a few more, um, but they haven't really faced a monster like Haaland yet. Um, but they've had a couple of clean sheets. And then Brighton, they've been doing ever so well over, under Potter. Um, they now got really attacking managers <laughs> known for conceding goals. And they face Liverpool and Mohamed Salah has scored in eight of the previous 10 encounters with Brighton. Um, what, what do you make of these worst defences then? How do, what, what, which way does that steer you towards the captaincy? I think if you're just looking at defences, it steers you to, to probably James Madison and Leicester, doesn't it? I mean, Forrest, if we open that table up to the season, they'd be bottom for, for XGC. Um, I think they've had one clean sheet across the season, but they were very lucky to get that against West Ham. I mean, they've conceded six in their last two yeah. and they've played Bournemouth and Fulham. That's that's alarming, isn't it? Mm. If you've conceded that many goals to two fellow newly promoted yeah. sides. So, 
I think they've got so many new players in there. It's just taking time to gel. The international break probably won't afford them that much because they've got players jetting off everywhere. So I think that's the fixture. Um, yeah. If you're purely basing it on 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 defences to target, United as well. Um, they've reacted well in those four games, which this sample covers since that um, four 0 against uh, Bright, uh, Brent, Brentford. Sorry, um, and we saw in that match. I was looking at it earlier. You know, Tony caused them so many problems mm. that day, didn't he? Yeah. And then you look at the profile of attacker they've faced since, and they've faced um, Firmino. Jay Adams, Jay Zeus, very different to what Tony kind of yeah. uh, throws up. He's a very much an all-round complete forward, mm. isn't he? Now I can just see Haaland, you know, if, if he's going to be peeling off to that left side where Martinez plays, isn't he? Mm. And he's just going to be looking to win those air. Yeah. I can see a lot of crosses into the box. And he's if he's if they're against each other, he's going to win a lot of those duels, isn't he? So I think. They haven't faced a player like mm. Haaland for quite a, well, yeah. at all this season. But um, I just think this could be, I think he's going to cause them real problems, as he does with most defences. There was there was so. something, uh, I was watching during the international break, I was watching some um, some footage someone on, on Twitter put together of Haaland and showing, you know, why he's so good. I mean, we all know about, you know, his physical attributes, obviously mm. big, tall, strong, powerful and fast as well, which is yeah. always a sort of an unusual combination, but, you know, works well. But it was just, it was looking at his movement as well off the ball and yeah. finding positions. And he was looking at, looking at almost into the eyes of defenders then looking elsewhere and then yeah. seeing where they were going and then peeling yeah. off and it was i think it was the cancelo assist in particular when cancelo assist, and harlan was suddenly in acres of space but i don't know how yeah. it, it was almost like how did he get there um but yeah, that's so part effective. of his skill he's so young yeah <laughs> yeah and, and he's not touching the ball often but it's that movement like you say joe and he did it against villa when i yeah. was there and yeah. he just kind of he just peels off and then he's suddenly free yeah. at the back yeah. post i just think he's going to be yeah, just every game yeah. it's just um you you, you think he's going to score in every match don't no. you and um that's the captaincy it. that's what we want that's so. it and uh, well we'll come to our decisions as well but we <laughs> do i mean we no one likes to talk about effective ownership, but when you've got a player that's a you know 185, 190 yeah. percent ownership, you're effectively betting against a whole player who's probably the mm. best player this season so far. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a call you have to make. Um, um, so How yeah, confident look, are you that he's going to blank? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think they're our main uh, uh, captaincy considerations. Leicester against against Nottingham Forest and then Liverpool against Brighton and then Manchester City against Manchester United. I mean, that's not to discount, um, say, for example, um, Tottenham against Arsenal. There's traditionally goals in that game, but Arsenal, a bit of a different beast, a bit more, mm. bit better defensively, I think. So, Hard match to call that, I think. Um, if, if Thomas Partey is out for Arsenal, I think that might, you know, maybe boost Kane and Son's yeah. potential a bit. But it's it's a difficult one to call. They're two very good teams mm. now, aren't they? And, so. and last four, Arsenal got the, the third best defence um, mm. in the last four matches that they've played. Bearing in mind, I've, I've filtered this on in the members area at Fantasy Football Club. I last four matches before anyone thinks that we're sort of it's not fair some have played more than four etc yeah because I, that's if i went by four game weeks this is the last four matches they have played because we're already it's it's a bit uneven at the moment mm -hmm. um let's have a look at these uh player comparisons so we so it's, it's madison harland and salah i'm gonna safely say they're they're the three biggies in contention for the captaincy mm -hmm. um we can see the difference in price there harland and salah are the premiums madison uh, 7.9 currently 
he might eventually go up in price if uh, that ever happens. <laughs> if there's any price changes, uh, expected goals just just point six three. Uh, last four mm. matches, Haaland four <laughs> goal a match, uh, uh, Salah one point eight four expected assists. Madison once again point uh, six seven, so very similar, two thirds of a of an assist. Um, uh, Haaland point uh, three five, so he's not your assist guy. He's the peel away, yeah. I'll score guy. And Salah is expected assists is, is uh, one point zero five, which is uh, the best of the bunch, really, which underlines. Perhaps he's been playing a bit bit wider and a bit more of an assister. Shots in the blocks box. Uh, Madison, uh, sorry, shots on target, I should say. Uh, the, oh, yeah. the XG nuts will go, go mad if I mention shots in the box. But uh, shots on target. Uh, Madison is five. Uh, Haaland is 11. Uh, 11, that is. That's 11, last four matches. And shots on target for Salah, just three. Um, so... With all that, I was partly saying that for the benefit of those listening to the podcast. But bearing all that in mind, um, what does this say for your captaincy decision? <laughs> well, it's, it looks like it's Haaland, doesn't it? I mean, he's playing in the best attack in the league, topping all the metrics, whether that be XG or XGI. It's consistency. It hasn't blanked yet. And that's what we want in our captain. Um, so that's that's where I'll be looking. Mm. I mean, Salah, Salah hasn't been at his best this season, but he did score against Ajax in their last game. He's grabbed a couple of goals during the international break. Um, he isn't shooting as often, but he's creating more, as that table tells you. Um, but he's still got a couple of goals and three assists in six starts this season. So he's still a key part of that Liverpool attack. And I, I wouldn't write him off at all. But it's just it's very hard to keep up with, with what Haaland's doing um, this season at City. Leicester have been really poor, haven't they? Mm. Um, but they're still scoring. Yeah. And, um, and Madison, you know, they scored two at Spurs, mm. two against Brighton yeah. the week before that. So I think, yeah, I think Madison's kind of ticking along, I'd say, isn't mm. he? I think three goals so far this season, but he's had the international break off, so mm. he'll be well rested. Yeah. And um, I think if you were to ask me for like a differential captaincy punt this this um, yeah. this game, week, he, he would be top. So. Yeah. He's also, it's the last match of the week as well. So we yeah. always have hope um, for mm. those who, Monday, Monday night. who don't so. like to captain a Saturday lunchtime or Friday night yeah. Um, player. Um, yeah, you've got hope all the way through to... The disappointment arrives on Monday or, or the joy arrives on Monday. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's have a look at our top three picks. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's those three, isn't it? Um, I'll, I'll quickly run through mine and we'll get, we'll get yours yeah. as well because we've got a slightly different order. So uh, Haaland is my top choice. Um, lots of reasons. His particular hatred of Manchester United. Um, the fact that he's superhuman in his positioning and everything about him. Um, and he's owned by pretty much... Um, double the amount of players in terms of effective ownership so you're betting if you if you own him but don't captain him you're betting against him you want him to absolutely fail and i'm not sure that's going to happen james madison's my second choice though i think he's probably good enough just to own at this stage but he's my vice captain definitely um i don't own mohammed salah and if i did i think i'd still put james madison as my vice captain because i do like that fixture um but salah a great option um, but I'm not sure whether that's based on previous um, form, which, of course, is often what we go for. Um, but but against Brighton, it's a different Brighton. It's a different Salah, perhaps. Um, but anyway, and uh, you want to run through your three because you're in a slightly different order. Yeah, I mean, Haaland, similar to what you just said then, Joe. Um, consistency, returning week in, week out. 
and he's going to be motive for this one, like you say. So Haaland top pick, second Salah, still think he's a very good option. He's at home, he's on penalties. He could find himself up against Toissard if they stick to that same system. Could find himself up against Estupinan, who's still settling, possibly if he comes in. Um, and it's a bit of an unknown with Desarbi. We don't know how they're going to kind of line up, how they're going to approach it. So I still think Salah's never going to be a bad option, in, in my opinion. Um, so he's second. And then third, Madison at home, probably facing the worst defence in the league. Um, I think Leicester can score two or three. And if you think they're going to score two or three, Madison as their playmaker is probably going to be involved. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Haaland some way ahead, but then um, Salah, I don't mind it. And, and Madison, a great, a great, great differential captain this week, I think. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully that's given everyone um, some food for thought about their captaincy. Um, thanks again for all of those who have joined us in the live chat. Um, do remember to press uh, uh, subscribe and also like and go and tell your friends as well. Make sure you keep updated um, with all of uh, our content at Fancy Football Scout. Um, in the meantime, Tom, thanks so much for joining me. Um, and good luck with your decision to Captain Harland, but possibly consider Salon and Madison. And, and I'm going to say good luck to myself with my decision to Captain Harland and maybe Madison as my vice captain. But he might, he might even get the armband. Who knows by the end of the week? Um, uh, thanks a lot, Tom. Uh, good luck. Great. Thanks, Joe. See you soon.